<laughs> Click for Culture Podcast. Back like an NBA vet because the game needs me and y'all suck. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? My name is Freddie Lloyd. Um, I haven't done this in about two years. So it's actually cool to be back and to be actually doing this. Um, finally got a new spot in the past two years. And now we can uh, actually record whenever we want to with whoever we want to. Uh, we have a team, we have a plan B, plan C, so everything's cool. Um, today, my guest is someone I've grown to know uh, in the past two years. It's probably one of the people that I DM with the most, one of, before other people get mad. Um, it's funny because a lot of DMs are about you guys listening right now. So <laughs> I've seen her business grow and her followers grow, not only like online, but actual you know, real real lifetime followers. So, presenting Rama, aka the study. Yes. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. I'm really glad to have you here because yeah. um, I always there's always people that I see. I'm like, yo, I'd love to to interview that person. Yeah. I'm like in due time, and the your due time really happened when I started back. And like I said, I I've been following what you're doing, obviously, and you're like a niece because she calls me uncle he's my the grays. Head. <laughs> um how's it going good 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 um lots of things as always but great yeah you know just juggling um cassette obviously mm-hmm. my, my day job as i call it um the study which is growing tremendously i'm so happy with it um and just life in general and yeah. trying to be happy like just trying to see my friends once in a while traveling stuff like that and i mean thanks a lot for being because i know how busy you are <laughs> you're like one of the few people that have actually have a calendar that they actually use yeah i have five that are coordinated god so. damn <laughs> yeah. yeah um before we get into the study uh and your company well actually no tell us a bit about what the study is because i okay. i introduced you as aka the study so tell us a bit about what the study is and then we'll really get into it a okay, bit I later think the on best way to explain the study is like the story behind me also yeah so basically i went to school for um, a bachelor's at hsc mm-hmm. i started and i was working in a pharmaceutical company yeah. and i had uh, an amazing time there i had a lot of development opportunities so I was able to kind of dib and dab in a lot of different departments, mm-hmm. whether it was QA and like, um, like which is quality assurance. Yeah, I was going to say like, you have to. Yeah, I have to break it down. <laughs> so I did quality assurance. Yeah. I did Salesforce effectiveness. I did like uh, brand management, whatever. And uh, I was fortunate enough in my second year to go to Singapore for, uh, for an exchange. Mm-hmm. So mind you, when I was working at the pharmaceutical company, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do like a, accounting degree or like i don't know like a, a basic marketing degree you'd and be I'll shooting just, yourself right now yeah <laughs> and yeah basically in counting so uh i just i wanted to do accounting not because i liked accounting because yeah. i was just good at it in my first year and i became a tutor and stuff and because all of my friends were going in accounting so mm. i was like might as well go there i go to singapore and i had three classes one was on hr one was on a strategy and the other one was in accounting mm-hmm. and all three were talking about ai data like all of these like foreign concepts to me, right? Because yeah. we weren't exposed to that uh, at my school. So I come back from Singapore, like super, uh, just super interested in that space. And I'm like, okay, how can I get into this? Because it seems like it's the future. So I get back uh, home. I look online and there was business intelligence, which is like an option that's offered. And it's basically making um, better decisions using data. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is really fun. And also I'm someone with a lot of opinions and a lot of hot takes. <laughs> so I've always been like good at debating and I've always wanted to use data kind of to back my thinking, yeah. which is not the right way. You should use data to then inform your thinking. But in that time, I just wanted to back <laughs> it. So, uh, so I did the switch and then I walk into my first class and I realized it's all math. Okay, me and math, we're not good friends. But you just I, said you were good at accounting. So there's different kinds of math. Oh, obviously, yes, basic yes, math, yes, yes. Which is the calculator math, which mm-hmm. is accounting, which I love. And then there's like scientific math, math yeah. um, linear algebra, yeah. probabilities, all that stuff. So I walk into that class, my math journey was not great. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can't really do this. 
but I kind of persevered. I was like, you know, I actually like this. I'm going to try to apply myself. And I always decided to do projects that were related to culture in some kind of way. Okay. So I had a class with uh, my good friend, John, and we did a project on, I think it was it, after seasons, do basketball players do better or yeah. do they actually like decline every season? After seasons? as uh, in... After each season, like okay. during the summer. Okay, okay. Does it help or does it not? And also after injuries. Um, so we did that study. I was, it was super fun. I learned all of the concepts in math. So I was like, okay, I can actually do this. Let me like go full fledged. And I did the full option. So I finished that. Um, and then pandemic happens. So mm. I missed my graduation, whatever, whatever. This is 2020. This is 2020. So I'm in my house. I'm not really doing anything. No one's doing anything. I'm like, I see all of my friends having like a passion project slash like a side hustle. I'm like, okay me my passion project is kind of like my work and just like going to school like that seems boring yeah so i decided to just start a blog and it was because i spoke with my friend laura and we would always not argue but talk about like oh did you see how dua lipa rebranded like how did that affect her sales or this is like drake's best album because of because of x y and z yeah. blah blah so I was like, okay, I could transpose this into a blog. I've never seen it before, kind of. And I could have like the Montreal touch with it and actually help people like grow their audience and whatever. So I started the blog with one uh, article that was Twitter fingers. And it was analyzing the tweets during, I want to say game five of the 2020 playoffs. And it went, I wouldn't say it went viral, but people really appreciated it. And okay. I started getting like following after that. I also did uh, a by the numbers where I kind of reviewed um, the sentiment of people on Twitter following Benny the Butcher's uh, album drop. Where, where, where in, this is 2020? This is 2020. When in 2020? Uh, I want to say October. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I took we had met already break. at that point? I think so. Yes, we did. Yeah, we yeah. Met September or August. During that summer. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was the Benny Butcher yeah, um, drop and then Griselda reshared it. So I was like, okay, I'm doing something that's like good, uh, but uh, it takes a lot of time to do the posts. Okay. So I know <laughs> it really takes a lot of time because I have to scrape all of the data. I have yeah, to get yeah. the data, scrape it, analyze it, do a post that's visually nice so you guys like it. So um, so I continued doing it, but at a certain point I was like, okay, this is a lot. And I just had started cassette because i some people at cassette found my page and then they offered me a job mm -hmm. and we all like built my my kind of um my role together and i was like super excited because it was like exactly what i wanted to do so i kind of took a break off of posting and i grew my business instead yes then the consulting side came into play uh, people people wanted to like talk to me and see how i could help them and then through that now i have the study uh i just rebranded so now i'm back on my blog and all that mm -hmm. and i still do cassette also where i basically just help strategists and creatives have better ideas or like bonif bon bonifier their idea um, using data okay that's very intricate <laughs> um well we're, we're, we're definitely going to get back to the study but because you have like two, I'd say two accounts or two even personalities online. One is the study and one is Rama. Yes. And one is Rama. Oh, yeah, three. One is the study, one is Rama, yeah. and one is, uh, what do you call the the, the, the person, the, the private oh, IG yeah. stories? Yeah, the close friends. Yeah, the close friends. Yeah. That's oh, another Rama. Yeah. Um, if we follow you, the ones that people that follow you notices a lot of family posts, posts about your family, yeah. your mom, your dad, your sisters, yeah. um, your extended family. Yes. Rich uncles, rich, rich aunts. Yeah. <laughs> My family. Famous. What's that Netflix show? Famous Africans. I, I don't know. Not that. It's not that. Um, it's not that. So, yeah. tell us a bit about. Um, you mentioned them a lot. So, tell us about about their come up and um, how they influence you. Because, like I said, you mentioned them a lot, and you and even in personal conversations, you mentioned a lot how. Your father and your mom, your mom's yeah. path have have uh, led you to where you are. Yeah, they're both my biggest in inspirations yeah. in all like on all points. So basically, they came from Senegal. They worked really hard, got to France, and I think my mom was in um, Amsterdam. Worked really hard. They they're both pharmacists. So then they came to Canada. Mm. Made like worked really hard again. My dad even had to go work outside of Canada yeah. to kind of um, 
to provide for us. And yeah, they provided us with like private school, uh, extracurricular activities, trips, Singapore, like all of it. So I'm really, really grateful. And they always wanted us to be super independent. Right? Yeah. So um, we were raised that way. My sister's a stylist and she's like independent at like 21, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and also hard work ethics. So when you see your parents work every day, it yeah. makes you want to, it kind of, there's two ways. It makes you either want to work or it makes you be lazy. Or want to spend. Yeah, or want to spend. <laughs> I like to work and spend. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, so definitely our work ethic, like we were all working while we were in school. I started working at 16, like uh, my sister started working at 16. We had the worst jobs, camp counselor, Toys R Us, like everything. Mm. And, you know, it's all a process. And now we're here and we own our companies. But they they also push you a lot in entrepreneurial in your entrepreneurial path, right? Yeah. So my dad, uh, on all aspects, helps me and my sister, whether it's like cash flow to like charging and pricing to like the next step what we should invest on even like answering emails sometimes that we don't know how to answer <laughs> reviewing contracts like he's like our own strategic advisor yeah so, so yeah that's really cool to have that within your family because mm-hmm. then you can trust that person right and like i was asking earlier um how did their path uh make you want to build yours so listen we want to build generational wealth because yeah. we come from basically, I want to say not nothing, but kind of nothing. Yeah. Um, we always have, I know we talk about, I talk about Montreal a lot, like helping Montreal, but like the real focus for me is Senegal, obviously. Yeah. So um, for me, it's kind of like I have this clock and I'm like, I have this, I want to say talent or these competencies that I can use to then help a lot of people mm-hmm. beyond me. And that's what my parents did, right? So always pushing yourself, yes, for you, but also ultimately for your family, for your country, for mm-hmm. your village, whatever. So that's kind of the mind- mindset that we have and that they also like uh, instilled in us. And do you feel like, do you feel like you're, you're, you're fighting like against times? Because yes. you, you mentioned time, but you're yes. like, what, 25? 24. 24? Yes. I'm old. So, <laughs> no, I'm not old. I just want to do a lot of things. Yes. So, yes. I'm someone that I don't like a box. So, like, I did the pharmaceutical route for four years. Yeah. I'm, I'm at Cassette. Uh, I want to be a restaurant owner. I want to, like, I want to start a VC. I, there's so many things on my mind. I mm-hmm. get a lot of ideas. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so, yeah, there's so many things on my mind. That Tell I'm me what like, you think. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, I have an idea. But so, yeah, I, I just want to do it all, yeah. basically. I don't want to be like the study for me. It's not the end all be all. It's like this is something I started. It's working well. I like it. But maybe in like five years, I'm mm. going to be like, you know what? Maybe I sell the study and then I move on. Or I just like, I don't know, I find someone else to run it. And then I move on. I do real estate. Yeah. And I do like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, every day and also with like, traveling and like meeting new people you get new interests right so mm-hmm. that's kind of like I, how i see it i wouldn't be i want don't want to be constrained to like one thing and are you like are you aware of the privilege that you and your you and your parents have built for yourself like do you okay. see like shit i'm really like yeah i work hard yes and all the time but i'm really lucky to be where i'm at a hundred percent. Yeah, no, but luck. Obviously, you you build your yeah, luck. Yeah, but there's a part yeah. of luck in everything. Like I think it's God at the end of the day. Like that also brought us there. But I won't get into all that. But uh, no, yeah, hundred percent. Because when I go back home to Senegal, I'm like, oh, I actually have this chance to make it mm. out. Like that's a reminder to me. Yeah. Like I have this chance to make it out. My parents came to Canada. They work hard. Like I have to do something with it. I can't yeah. just sit on it. So that's kind of my mindset all the time. Okay. Um, your sister is Raki and... Antibaba. Antibaba. Yes. That's the youngest one, right? Yes, 15-year-olds. Tell me about your relationship with them <laughs> and how you now influence them being in the position you're in. I don't think I influenced them because Raki started before me. Okay. So I would say I was influenced by Raki. Okay. Um, Antibaba is just all around the best person ever. <laughs> so she's like, you know... She's just 15 and like living in her in her own world, but also is extremely smart emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like she can be like, you should do this in this situation. It's actually what you need to do. 
So she's fantastic for that. But uh, yeah, Rocky started before me. But it's not necessarily influencing business, like yeah, as yeah, the older it. sister, yeah, you know what yes, I mean? As whole, yeah, of course, I feel like I influence them. But also we're very independent, yeah. we like our own stuff. And also we're working in, I would say with Rocky, we're working in connecting worlds, but also in very different realities. Yeah. So this is where sometimes we can like, you know, Rocky's good at telling you what's in the rearview mirror that you don't really see. So I really like mm. her. I love her for that. So that's how kind of we influence and help each other. And yeah. beyond that, just like, yeah, we're sisters. We have fun. <laughs> we know I like to stay with my sisters. They're in Senegal right now. And I'm like, <laughs> home, and I'm like, what am I going to do? So, yeah. Um, And just to t finish off, like kind of like the family aspect of things. Uh, there's... There seems to be like a lot of the conversations we have, for example, one of the conversations we have, not to divulge a lot of it, but was a black supper club, a, a supper club, black, a black owned supper club. Yes. So black, the black pride aspect of things yeah. is a really huge deal for you. How was oh. that instilled in you? Yeah. Uh... Because it's one thing, you know, I mean, it's one thing to be to be to be proud but it's another thing to want to always make sure that there's someone in in whatever you're doing that is black pretty much yes yes most most of my yeah. most of the people i work with are black like i i i think that i've had a lot of good opportunities in my life uh -huh. okay so when i was in the pharmaceutical company i got a lot of good opportunities at cassette i get a lot of good opportunities mm -hmm. and they're not because i'm black it's just i get a lot of opportunities yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm just like what happens when you have someone that has talent but does not have that network or is not in those kinds of rooms that's the way i see it so that's why i always have to be pro-black oh. you know and it's not and i just want to make the distinction <laughs> not anti-white no 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 okay. it's not even I, i'm not talking to white people what i'm yeah. saying is i don't choose people because they're black I just surround myself with people that are great at what they do and happen to be. Black. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with women. Yeah. So that's like an important distinction. Like I don't I'm not picking someone because I pity them and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, you need that. It's just like you're doing a great job, but I understand that you're also black. So it mm -hmm. might be more difficult. Your path will be longer. Yeah. And I maybe have some of the keys to help you, you know, so that's the way I see it. So I think it's beyond that, because even when you're picking, you have black clients, black employees yeah. black employers yeah i mean white employers white, white no. yes black uh white uh employees white partners but you you seem to always make an effort to see okay let me see if there's a black person in this in this sphere and then if that doesn't work out if they're good mm -hmm. if that doesn't work out let's see what else there there is out there yes i think um how can i explain this so you know how we run culture? Yeah. A lot of the companies I work with want to either impact culture or transform culture. So to me, it's necessary through black people. Mm. And this is why we'll always have a spot in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I don't know about their mind, <laughs> but in my mind, that's how I see it. Yeah. And um, I think you see the results. A very simple example. I have a client who's a pharmaceutical company. Mm -hmm. It's a UTI drug. So they had, they didn't have social. So we started social media management and I put in a black social media manager. Mm -hmm. And of course she gets the trends better and the tone and she, she's able to write. We've seen a lot of those lately. Because yeah. she, I'm so sorry, but she's black, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. We, we create the trends. We write the, the, you know, the he's 10, he's a 10, but this thing, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. us, red flags, that's us. So that's why I feel like it's just instrumental, you know? Mm. Good. Yeah. Good answer. Um, so the study itself, yes, it kind of when it transitioned from just the, the um, how how do you how would you call the the posts that you make? Okay, so I would say it's like articles. The articles, yes. Yeah. So articles. when it transitioned from just the articles to like the consulting, yes, it was you. It was because of you. It, what do you mean? Yeah, it was my first client was uh, Botaflar, and you introduced oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, you. okay. Yeah. Well, Shout so, out Botaflar, <laughs> to, to, the best um, friend in the world. Yeah. So, so was that transition hard for you, or was it like natural? 
Uh, it was uh, hard. Because it seemed natural. Uh, okay, so it was hard just because I didn't know how to price myself. I didn't know oh. how to structure myself. What's the process? Like, I would sell digital audits and then... I would be like, oh, I should add this. I should add this mm. thing and then pricing it. And then also I work with different kinds of industries mm -hmm. that are people or like content creators. So now I focus on like brands uh, and then within brands, because it's vague, uh, I like to focus on like brands that I just like. Mm -hmm. Then I have uh, artists that I also just like and then uh, athletes that I like. So the, the common denominator is I have to have an interest in it. Yeah. So once that's figured out, I have the ideas. I know how to roll it out. But like crafting a deck, is it a presentation? Is it like, do we do a workshop? All of that I have, I hadn't figured out. Mm -hmm. And I had the chance to have clients like Talia or like um, even the pharmaceutical client. They yeah. were just like, it was actually my previous employer. And they were like, hey, we want to hire you as a consultant. This is cool what you're doing. And I was like, okay, haven't done this before, but I'll try it. And uh, yeah, they just just allowed me to create a process through it, and now it runs much smoother, smoother because mm -hmm. I've done it before with multiple clients. And and like for example, when you work with in a most well, most of your clients that I know of, most of them are like male dominated, oh, male dominated uh, circles or whatnot. How yeah. is that as a woman sometimes being the only one there? And as a consultant, obviously. Men being men, us being us, aren't going to listen to you. Yeah, so I always say that. I'm like, so in my mind, you're hiring me as an expert. So mm -hmm. you're hiring me. E either there's two choices. You don't know anything and you want me to help you out. Yeah. Or you know a bit or you know and you want me to take it over because you don't have time or you want to delegate. Yeah. In those two scenarios, it requires trust. And it requires to let me do my job. So what happens sometimes and used to happen because now I kind of have those flags and I know when it's going to go that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, people will hire you. They're like, you have great ideas, whatever. And then you pitch something and it's like, no, we should do this. And then they take your idea. They change it and it's not your idea anymore and whatever. So I just tell them, I'm like, you know what? I can just refund you. And then it's like, it's no hard feelings. Like, yeah. I, I think you're just not not you're not ready for the ROM experience, but it's just that <laughs> it's not that you're not ready, but it's just that you like <laughs> it's just like you're not ready to receive it, I guess. You know, you don't really need it. And that happens a lot at I feel like in all all industries, even if I was working at a Deloitte, let's say, or even mm -hmm. at a cassette, we I'm pretty sure sometimes we pitch something to a client, they don't really get it, and yeah. they're like, Oh, just do this that we thought of and you're like stuck in a limbo. I just think since it's like my side hustle and I'm doing this for fun and I actually want to impact people yeah. that I have the the right and the choice to say, you know what, this doesn't work for me. So mm. thank you. And, next. And does it get frustrating when you you absolutely know you're right, but they won't listen to you? So the or data you just comes into play, right? Let it go. So I try to back everything with data. If I tell you to do something on your socials, I probably have either a case study or numbers yeah. that back it up. Now it's your choice to ignore the numbers mm. and it's your choice to say like, I don't care about this, but I always come back because I know what I'm talking about. First of all, a lot of people have never uh, tried it, heard of it. Yeah. Uh, they've seen it in like really big examples of like maybe a Doja Cat or a Sweet. And they're scared to it, try it. And they're scared to try yeah. it. And also sometimes it requires money and you, we don't have a lot of resources here. So it's kind of like, am I really going to do this? A lot of times people but just don't want to spend the resources they also, have. Also, yeah. also there's that. So yeah. it's a mix of a lot of things. But I think right now I love all of my clients that I have. They're all open. So they all see me as like, I want to say like a trusted advisor. They actually value my opinion. Yeah. And also it's like a relationship. Like some clients are more difficult and then you show them two, three good wins. And then they're like, okay, Rama, you can really, like, I know you can kill it. So like, it's fine. Yeah. So it's also that. And, um, how's your, cause I've, okay. So I remember the first time, uh, for example, I think it was at, uh, I think it was at Cartier yeah. and we had something where they were all working on that. Unfortunately didn't work out COVID whatnot. And, at that time, you were very, this is my opinion. This is what I like. I'm not changing it. Yes. And I'm still. That has changed a lot. <laughs> it really? Yes. A whole lot. I was about to say that I'm still the same. I no, now you're I... more like, 
okay, but I think, all right, we can try it, but. Yes. You, didn't, you haven't noticed that change in you? Uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm a very stubborn person. Yes. Um, yes, because, like, you have to have consensus at one point. Mm. And I think what started to ignite that is when I started having people working with me. Okay. So it's not always going to be the Rama show, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Rama show. Okay. So that's something that I had to learn. Um, also, like a lot of people call, I don't want to say a lot of people, people would tell me like, okay, come, I get it that you like, you're very sure about everything and that you have data to back it up, but you should be open to like receiving someone else's yes. opinion. I think collaboration also, like if you're trying to do, to execute someone's vision and it's their company, mm -hmm. you need to have that sense of, um, consensus. So yeah, maybe I changed a little bit. I'm nice. It's a good thing. Change is good. Change is good. Yes. And uh, back to the study, like it, it is a business with you, but like you mentioned before, you um you like to work th with things that you like or people that you like. Yes. But it also seems important to you to make to actually like have things explaining things or have things go a certain way with those specific people instead of just being the, the consultant that says to go that way and whether it works or not. Yeah, I, I, I usually I do execution also. Yeah. Just because it's a question of taste at that point. Mm. So everyone has ideas. I yeah. have ideas every day. It's a matter of how you execute it. Yeah. I think the best example of that would be my own business. I had the idea, the execution, though it worked, yeah. to me, it was like 30% of my abilities. And now I'm actually rebranding and redoing it the way I initially thought of it. Okay. But I had to go through that path to like get there, right? Yeah. So. Which is important. A lot of people don't give their themselves a chance to actually like go through a process. Yes. I took a break. I yeah. was like, I'm going to think about it. I found Jen, the mo like literally my, my half of my brain creatively. Like she totally understood the vision. We worked on it for like since January, like for six months we worked on it. Mm. We, we. We thought of references. We're like, okay, what does it mean to study? Is it a school? Is it not a school? Like, what, what are our values? We want it to be clever. Like, everything. And then we relaunched it. So I don't remember the initial question, but I think that the, <laughs> the whole point is just that, like, yeah, trust the process. Yeah. Ideas, everyone has them. Yeah. It's really just the execution. I see ideas as, like, albums, right? Everyone yeah. has an album. Yeah. The way you roll it out will separate. True. So you can have great music, but once again, the way you roll it out mm -hmm. makes sense. So that's a bit how I see it. Something that I often mention in business is uh, relatability. Yes. Having your clients being able to relate to you uh, or you when you're offering your service or whatnot. Especially within black people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And whether you know, like I tell uh, Dalia when you're selling flowers or the gals at Cartier when you're branding or whatnot, for someone like you, what's it like on both sides of the fence having being able having people being able to relate to you, yeah. but not knowing anything about being a data analyst, and yeah. on the corporate world being able to relate to them and them being able to speak to you, yeah. but not knowing anything about maybe the the client that you're bringing to them or or the person that you're bringing to them. So people say I'm a good vulgarisatrice, uh, which means that yes. I'm able, like, to me, my whole motto in life, and this comes from me not understanding most of my classes and having yeah. to redo them at my level, is, like, explain it to me like I'm five. Mm. So when you remove, and this is something my boss at the pharmaceutical company told me once, and I was, like, changed forever. He was like, you know, when you present an argument or something, it's like a body bring it down to the skull right so yeah. when you do that everybody kind of gets it yeah so that's just what i use and then also you know for the question about corporate so i'll speak about the two corporate worlds that i'm in so yeah. at cassette they don't really they didn't know what i was doing i was brand new i'm still the only data scientist mm -hmm. i want to say across um all of cassette in canada um, so I have to explain myself every day and I also have to bring the data as like a translator, right? As something that they can action on and less focus on like my methodology, the numbers and whatever. So kind of bring just the insight. Mm. So that's the same thing what I, that I do with my clients. I won't show you all of the long 
like the scraping I do or like the Excel sheets and yeah. uh, whatever. But I'll tell you, you need to bring this person or you need to have this person do the ad because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And usually that argument is good enough. And if someone wants to dig into the numbers, I love it. Um, I welcome it. But it's usually someone that already knows about it. So mm. then the conversation is just different. Because like the end of the day, you're really like a, a unicorn. Yeah. No, it's, it's true because because you're 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 what you do is forget forget. In, I mean, what you do there aren't many of you that do it, and someone that can actually understand our community, our our people, or whatnot, and also be understood in the in a corporate setting. That's yeah. really rare. So I went so data science. There's a lot of data scientists. I haven't seen that much that do like cultural research. Mm -hmm. like, cultural data science so i guess that's like kind of my edge um and also you know i have different interests that align with that vein but are that are very different so yeah. for example web3 nfts all of that stuff that's not data science but it's just something that i like and that's because of my background from senegal all of the political instability it comes from like my 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 war with inflation that i hate like it's just so there's other things about me that yeah. make it that i have other interests that are still within tech and still within like ownership and like decentralization yeah and like informed decisions uh informed decision making that make it that i can just share all of that okay and then i try to do it in a way that's like just like me like clever funny sometimes witty sometimes it's shocking you know um, and I try to speak the codes of my community yeah. so that they get it. And I think that's what's working, you know, mm -hmm. like I used to do a, I, I did a post about correlation. And it, I just used NBA players to show it like some are really tall, some are really short, or yeah. like some are always on the bench, so they're not going to have that many points. So I think just putting it in a context that you understand and that mm. you already know it's just like showing you the links between things mm. like i'm not bringing anything new yeah you know you like you know that if you're on the bench you're not you're not making you're not playing yeah, yeah, yeah but you didn't know it was correlation yeah you know so, so our, that's kind of what i try to do and and when you do find that you feel like you have to convince people that you're right or to listen uh, to you no not really now okay. no before like no I'm really, my policy for the study is kind of like, if you get it, you get it. Yeah. And if you don't, you don't. Like, if, <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> baby face Ray says, if you know, you know, if you don't, you're broke. So that's kind of like, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> but, no. That's, that's a real. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bar. No, but. All that to say that, uh, no, for me, it's like, if you like it, if you enjoy it, come yeah. and I'll show you more. But if you don't get it, like, you don't get it. Because I've noticed, like, at first it was like, oh, interesting. And then now it's like, your word is born, like, online. Kind of. I mean, it's also because I think something that helped me is specifically on Twitter, my favorite platform. Yes. Uh, Best one out. You know, people write things, right? They'll just wake up in the morning and write something. And sometimes that something is wrong and it's backed by a lot of times, a lot of, yeah, a lot of times. So I started just answering back specifically people in Montreal. So for example, when we talk about why is Montreal not as big as Toronto in terms of rap mm -hmm. and then people start saying, oh, it's because they speak in French, they speak in English, subvention, this thing. And I'm just like, okay, if we just take the numbers into perspective, this is what's going on. So yeah, I started doing that exercise on Twitter, on Clubhouse. And I feel like when people see a logical like A, B, C, D, and I'm very good at <laughs> very good at a at a, a long drag, mm. okay? I just write A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because of that, this is what happens, blah, blah, blah. And then they get it. And then it's harder to um or also, you know, something that's very easy to do on Twitter. What, what's your source? I always ask people, where did you get this information? I've seen that. I saw that not too What's long ago. What's your source? I want to see. Because <laughs> sometimes people say things that are just like crazy. And I'm like, okay, what's the source? And then this is when. And also, and this is something that I'm going to start doing. A lot of people read articles and think that it's true just because it comes from like the New York Times. Or it, talks, yeah. it comes from like 
La Presse, the Journal de Montréal, or whatever, but we see that a lot of those publications take studies that are done academically, um, and all studies have their own biases, and mm -hmm. they just put like that one line that kind of justifies their whole point, or that is like uh, clickworthy, uh, click like clickbait. Clickbaity. Yeah, and then. Um, Yeah, and then they use that. So sometimes when I ask you the source, it's not to say that what you're saying is wrong. It's just for me, my own uh, personal enjoyment of reading the whole study and then really understanding what it's about and then seeing that, oh, they did this study on like 12 people yeah. in Algeria. So maybe we shouldn't take it. <laughs> But your tone is usually like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it's not what your source is like. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Trying to be nicer now. Now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where did you see this? <laughs> It still I comes off know. as it still comes off as what the fuck the is this? I type though, maybe it's that because people <laughs> have told me before that I'm kind of direct. Uh -huh. I think when I speak to you, like in real life, I'm not. I'm more approachable, but I see how on socials I'm just very because there's no time to waste at the end of the day. Yes, not. So I'm just like, what's the source? Like, tell me <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> You talk about a lot of your employers since you've been with Cassette. You speak about a lot of, like, freely. Um, a lot of people don't, but I guess. My employer. Yeah. Your employer, yeah? Cassette? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I love Cassette. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm super happy with Cassette. It's like the best thing that happened to me. I think the study is where it's sad because of Cassette also. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What's, the, what's the, um, the partnership you have with them? Uh, I work for them. It's my day job. Yeah, aside from, because I, I know originally um they were they were ready to kind of like um help you out with the study yes so what was that what was that about the exchange way. yeah it's still that way it's just not like because i don't scream about everything that i do so most of you okay. don't know okay but uh yeah they still help me out with a lot of things whether it's like um like first of all the first thing i'll say is that a lot in a lot of client meetings they'll actually say that i have a blog Oh, cool. Like, they'll, also, they'll say, Rama actually does this. Like, she likes this, right? Mm -hmm. So that's put at the forefront, which is, like, always amazing. Um, I don't have specific examples, but just, like, giving me the... the like, they let me take days off to work on my, on my company. Yeah. They understand my side hustle. They don't see it as a competition. Uh, they see it as an innovation lab. That's how they position it. They're like, oh, you're, like, you're with the people. So it's ultimately going to help us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the way they, they found me, which was through the blog, it's kind of like, you, you're going to let me do this. How did they find you? Uh, so I want to say someone in, um, I don't know which person, but someone in the leadership found my page. Oh. Just from reposts. Okay. And then I got a DM on LinkedIn and then I had a meeting and then a week later I signed an offer and then I was in what's so dope about that is a lot of people sometimes have like you said the side hustle yeah. and they'll hide it from their job so i was like that when i started i was at my pharmaceutical company. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, i wouldn't say i was hiding it but i wasn't putting it you at kept the it separate yeah yeah but now it's like very encouraged like mm -hmm. when i post uh i posted my article on music and the economy like all of my colleagues were sharing it they were like i showed my husband they were posting on linkedin <laughs> Like, so they, they really support me, which is why I love Cassette for that. Dope. Yeah, they're amazing. You are a lover of hip-hop, hip-hop culture, more specifically also. So, let me... Let go, me ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. I don't know why it needs to be a... We're going to put some disclaimers on this. <laughs> disclaimer on this, but go ahead. So, I listen to hip-hop. Yeah. I am a hip-hop enthusiast. I am not an expert. No. I am not a historian. Okay. I am not... I look at hip-hop with an analytical lens and oftentimes a marketing lens mm -hmm. that's one focus and then mm -hmm. i just like what i like so that's just another focus so come just so we know i'm not a historian i'm not <laughs> i'm an enthusiast nobody asked for this nobody you didn't I need a disclaimer dark, like i listen to like very basic stuff but yes um so you've, you've had the chance to work with, with a lot of artists uh here in montreal yes. outside of montreal also or not yet Yes, but I can't say the okay. artist, so let's just keep that. You'll know, tell me after. Yes, yes. I'll, yeah. <laughs> but outside of Montreal, also yes. Cool. Um, what's that like? Okay, we sp we spoken about like being the, the 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 woman amongst men. What's it like trying to, you know, 
trying to convince or explain or or give different options that are data based to people to, to something that's so creative and so art- artistic. So. But you're 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 I don't think I wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> a disclaimer to that also. I don't think your 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 consultations are about the art. It's more about the presentation Sometimes of it. it is oh, OK, OK, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know how to pick a single that I'm an expert. <laughs> at. But no. I think more generally, so we should see creative, creative and data separately. Yes. My job is to bring it together. Okay. So for example, in the context of you have a full body of work, I can tell you this is the one, this is the one you do a video with, this is the one you post uh, later on or whatever. So that I can do. Uh, and usually that's informed also by data. If we look at your previous projects mm-hmm. and we're like, this is the kind of song that mm-hmm. really has replay value that works. Like we can make a decision based on that. It doesn't yeah. have to be we pick that same kind of song. It could be let's hit him with another one, or it's you know, but it's still data based. Now to the question of working with artists. So I think my brain is wired a certain way and their brain is wired a certain way. And both brains are stubborn. <laughs> so mm. sometimes that's what's difficult, right? But Usually, and that's why I pick the artist and I talk to them before and I see. Usually, we see it as we need to work together to get that 100%. Because if we do it separately, it's just going to be 50 or 50. Yeah. So um, that's what I've learned. And uh, most of them are receptive. Like, all of it goes well. I think it's more of a lack of resources sometimes. So I have a ginormous idea and then we can't really do all of it. So it's kind of like, how do we break it down? Um, it's also a question of, so I think Montreal in general, we have a culture of, I'm going to wait for it to come to me. And as you've seen with my whole like path, I've always been the one who's went and gotten it. So sometimes that is like a value, like a contrast in values, let's say. Okay. And then also, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Like, and it's just, I think it's more overarching problems about our Montreal in general mm-hmm. that impact the artist where, versus like the artist itself. So maybe we should talk about Montreal. I mean, like for myself, um, you know, like I studied outside of, the, outside of the city, like, well, outside of the country. Whatnot. And when I came back, I saw a very... It kind of opened my eyes being outside of outside of town yes. because you kind of see how much everyone outside is kind of like going for it. And here everyone is so complacent. So uh, this is exactly. Wow. This is a great way to say it. I'm going to use that next time. So you're welcome. Um, so, yes, I've traveled a lot, too. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, they're fighting in L.A. They're fighting in Senegal. They're fighting in Paris they're fighting in toronto they're fighting in ottawa it's like they're fighting everywhere but here because we have some and these are like societal factors like the fact that the school is free the fact that there's yes the fact that we are cuddled yeah which is great okay i'm not saying we should remove it Mm. i'm just saying this contributes to that yeah there's another reason the fact that we're a smaller market there's less competition when you go to la everyone in the mother wraps Mm -hmm. Okay, so you actually have to like work hard to differentiate yourself, even at a like an, a, a street level, practically. Versus us, you rap for two years, you're getting a rap politique interview. Mm, two years. But eighteen months. So, <laughs> so I and no shade to rap politique. I love rap politique. I'm just saying that like the, no, it's not the, really about them. No, it's not yeah, about them. It's just yeah. that the the you you get to your market cap much quicker than in other cities yeah and that's just the fact like even me right now the reason why i start working with people outside of montreal it's kind of like okay i've seen what i had to see i've worked with who i want to work with maybe mm-hmm. there's like two three people missing so i can start looking outside whereas some like there's a reason why like the migos and all of these groups they were in atlanta for like 10 years there was stuff to do yeah stuff to be done in atlanta for 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, they, if they were in montreal after one year they would be like okay let's go to toronto drake drake lived the same thing at a at a higher scale yeah because toronto is the same thing as montreal just 
just a bit, a bit bigger, bigger yeah so he had to leave mm -hmm. right because he, he okay i have my job what am i gonna do here mm. so i think that's kind of the difference but i feel like even on the other side like corporate companies move a lot slower in quebec than others outside of quebec yes we could say that yeah yeah, yeah. and we don't have a culture of um i said corporate companies corporations uh, yeah corporate <laughs> but we so it's not that we're complacent it's just that we are satisfied with not that much yeah and that comes with yeah. a lot of you know a lot of other things but yeah and we like when people actually make money or like you know have big businesses we kind of point them out we're like oh, look at this guy who has this, this, this whereas in other countries it's kind of celebrated it's like oh my god you worked so hard like congratulations mm. so i think there's a part of that too it's like it's to me the rap problem is like it's not a rap problem it's a societal yeah Quebec yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah yeah like the fact that we don't have a basketball team in Pax Rap. Mm -hmm. The fact that we only have one essence in Pax Rap. The fact so it's all of these like cultural things that make it that our rap scene cannot flourish and be where it has to be. I think French versus English also plays in that. You think so? I think so. I think I we think haven't found a way to to take advantage of it. So more yes, than anything. And I think and I spoke with about that with someone and he said a very good point, which is I think sometimes we put our own barriers on ourselves yeah. and a lot of artists are like, they'll never listen to me in France or they'll never listen to me in LA or whatever. Yeah. But it's actually when you make that step that it works. I remember, I think Kelly Technus had a song that was really working well in like Japan, mm. you know, and I went to Japan. They love French, they're Francophiles. So why don't we use that to our advantage, right? But we won't even. But think Japan's a weird market, like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like one of, one of the biggest Haitian Haitian jazz bands, one of their big markets is Japan. Yeah, but so I'm just saying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean, though. Yeah. And not go the traditional LA way. Maybe yeah. Of like, I'm gonna go to Montreal. I'm gonna go to Toronto. I'm gonna go to LA. Maybe you do. Hey, like I'm let's say a first generation immigrant from like Spain. Why don't I go in Spain mm. and rap in French and spanish yeah makes sense you think know? outside the box so i think that's where we could think outside the box i think someone benny adam did a video with like strong moroccan influences or algerian influences. benny adams is one of the artists that there's no box absolutely so, no from I his like videos that. to his sound to who so, he works with yeah yeah there's absolutely I, no box I love that. and he did it i think there was a moroccan or algerian or Tunisian rapper that was on it. I think it's Moroccan that was on it. The video was shot here, but with like strong influences of like the first generation immigrant mm -hmm. story. Like this is a story everyone can rally behind. And if the song is good, they're gonna listen to it all. We listen to Bad Bunny. We don't yeah. know what he's saying. You know half the things he's saying. No. So why can't we Benny Adams shot? This is pre-pandemic. He mm -hmm. shot a video. I think it was pre-pandemic. They shot a video with four of the artists, mm -hmm. and they're all home recording from their phone. So. I'm just, I think it's doable. It's very doable. I just doable. think that we need sometimes to, we need to stop putting, like using that insecurity mindset of, oh, they're not going to like it. Oh, no, no. No. Yeah. You're different. True. They want different. True. That's why uh, I'm not going to call it Afro Beats because it's like a stupid way of saying it. But like Ama Piano is working. Mm. And like all of these sub genres from Africa are working. Yeah. You know, because people want something different. That's why Burna Boy is that's why Bad Bunny's big now, you know? That's why a lot of Montreal artists outside of the regular norms of music are doing actually great outside great, of the city. Great, right. great. So, yeah. Last couple of questions. Yes. Tips for, let's say, entre businesses and artists. So, your top five tips for businesses. I, uh, I feel like you've posted this not too long ago when you, when you did your relaunch, but go ahead. Um, well, <laughs> the post you're referring to, there was that. Yes. Uh, my, my graphic, Jen calls them Ramantras, uh -huh. but uh, get a website for both. That's yeah. the first thing. So I just think ownership. So don't rely on Instagram. Don't rely on Twitter. Don't Bruh. rely on Snapchat, uh, Pinterest. Don't rely on anything, basically, because they could close down or they could have new fun uh, features. Everybody's worried about algorithms. Like, just don't worry about them yeah. and just build your own platform. So a website. Second thing, get, and this is like, I'm going to say very general, inspired by my own path, get a lawyer, mm. get some contracts done. Mm. Okay, the amount, les ravages des, 
personnes qui ne font pas de contrat in this industry and that's all industries are crazy. Get contracts, don't do business on Snapchat. <laughs> true. Get a contract, don't do business on Snapchat. Get a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, get an accountant. Figure out the way you want to build your business. Get the right people. When you hire, hire people that are smarter than you. So don't bring your ego into it. Um, maximize your resources. Mm -hmm. Use your network. Build a network. Use your network. Work with Build a network. But so, I think that might be one of the most important ones. So build, yes. And build a network of people that are your peers. Like, you don't need to go to Jay-Z, you know? Yeah. Like, you could... Anyone around you has a perspective, has their own network. Like, build on that. Mm -hmm. And try to find people that just think the same way and might be in different industries so you guys can work with each other to do cool projects. So, um, so yeah. So, basically, and just start. A lot of people... They think, they think, they think, they yeah. think, they plan, they plan. I love planning. I love thinking. I love studying. I love, but just start one day and just adapt. I rebranded a year in, you know, I just started. I could have waited and been like, this is not exactly what I want. I need a graphic designer to do it. At but some point you were DMing me about one of these people, like a few of these people every day. Yeah. But I have a lot of people that come to me and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then a year later, I'm like, everything you told me that was super fun and cool. You've haven't done it so like just start and then after once you start you'll have the money to do exactly what yeah. you want like that's the reality of things when i started i hated my graphic design uh, not my graphic my branding i love my logo which andy did an amazing job but i didn't know how to build a universe around it mm. i work and now i have the the money to have a, a gen a graphic designer an amazing person that could just do it yeah at the highest level So sometimes just start. So and then discipline. Very important. And in the words of Kim Kardashian, get your ass up and work. <laughs> Yo, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you're trying. You're, you're really trying to get canceled. <laughs> um, you already told us a bit about your plans. Yeah. What What are your personal um, wishes for yourself, and hopes and dreams and whatnot in the in the near future? Just doing everything I want to do. I think that's uh, the main one. Um, doing everything I want to do. Um, building like a, just, I don't know how to explain Just doing whatever I want to do. Like, yeah. I feel like before I was kind of like, oh, I need to help everybody out. I need to like, you know, I need to do this and that and this. And now I just want to focus on stuff that I actually like and that yeah. I'm interested in. Because I just realized that I'm better at it yeah. and I, the results better. Um, I want to be a good leader for my team. Like I love my team; they're the best. So just like figuring all of that, um, and yeah, just like spending more time with my friends and family. Like the last two years have been kind of like a marathon for me. So spending more time with them, going back to my country more, reinvesting in my country because like I talk about Montreal a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Like you know, the end goal is Senegal, and then yeah. Much my wish for you to stop saying yes to everything yes i have to say no <laughs> start saying no sorry i want to say no yeah so yeah that's the goal thank you so much for coming through thank you this is fun actually it was good our best conversation yet hey that with an old head <laughs> yo <Wow>. he needs <laughs> to yeah <laughs> thank you